friends, welcome to the Creative Bits podcast with Volta and Brie. We are two artists who fiercely believe that anyone can be a bit creative. It's just a matter of making the time and finding the right tools. With this podcast, we hope to inspire you to take the leap and live a more creative life. Meanwhile, we will cheer you on and share tips on building those creative habits bit by bit. We also wanted to encourage you guys to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. So on Instagram, we're at Creative Bits Podcast. Um, same on Facebook and our website where you'll find a detailed uh, show notes of every episode is creativebitspodcast.com. And we'd love it if you guys could leave us a review um, about this podcast. Every little bit helps. Yes. Yeah, so today's episode, we're going to be diving into our um, our next mental mountain of our mental mountain series. And if you're just joining us on the podcast, the past um, few episodes, we've been diving into what we're calling mental mountains. Um, and these are the things that um, that just kind of run through our mind and and keep us from uh, there are the fears and excuses that keep us from being creative every day. So uh, we totally understand that if you haven't ever made art before, if you've stopped making art for a long time, um, there can be a lot of fears from keeping you doing it. And we've been there and it can be really scary to try something that you don't feel confident in yourself about. And so we're calling these fears mental mountains because when you set out to climb a mountain, there's lots of training involved, but it is possible to do um, it's not an overnight change and you have to work at it, but we want to help you overcome these mountains in our mind um, with our discussions during this podcast. And then and we'll give you some tactical ways to actually put it into practice at the end of the episode during our regular segment bits. Uh, we'll talk about an art story that caught our eye um, that we think might um, interest you guys as well. Uh, we'll have a featured creative goodie, which will be a tangible thing, um, like an art tool, a book or an app that will help you be more creative. Um, and then we'll have our weekly creative challenge, which we like to call a workout because we don't want it to be challenging, but we do want it to help you strengthen your creative muscle after the podcast is over. And then we'll end with our weekly soul chai, which is where um, we'll talk about one of our favorite creative quotes, um, the to send you off for the week, feeling inspired and warm inside, um, which is why we like to call it soul chai. And then, um, so I think uh, with all that being said, let's dive into our main discussion of our mental mountain. And um, today we're talking about um, why should you create and what's the point? Thank you, Brie. I love this topic, first of all, because I am so passionate about getting people to create stuff and art and anything, you know, anything creative. So I think this is a very relevant topic for us to tackle in this mental mountain series because a lot of people may just not realize the benefits aside from, oh, you know, it could be fun to do or like a nice release of stress. But like there are actual legit uh, health benefits from engaging in creative activities. And so we came up with a list. We did some research. We have a bunch of fun sources that we want to talk about and uh, basically give you guys like a bullet list of what what are some of the benefits that you can experience from doing creative exercises? Yes, absolutely. I'm really excited to dive into this as well. So why you should create. So one of the little interesting factoids that I found um, while researching this episode was that the average person, this is according to the Cleveland Clinic, the average person has 60,000 thoughts per day 
and 95% of them are exactly the same day in and day out. And I think that that's a little depressing if you sit there and and let that marinate. (laughs) That's crazy. I cannot believe that 95% of them are the same. I know. I know. I think I don't know. That's very de- a very like depressing thought. To me. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Like, like it makes me feel like a robot. And uh, so I think for me, and my rebel is nature. I'm just like I don't want to be a robot. So yeah. that in itself, and like, it just encourages me and fires me up about creating. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great little fact to it. I love it. I want to just print it out or write it out on my mirror so I can see it every day because yes, it's that impactful. And I it think, is impactful. and I think, like going off of that, like a lot of times we may think that we're just crazy having the same thoughts over and over again. And I guess what I'm trying to go with that is that I think I think everyone kind of has similar. I mean, so everyone's experience is different, but we there's there's a lot of commonality and like the stresses the worries and anxieties that we experience on a day-to-day basis and so Mm. even thinking that oh gosh I'm crazy for thinking that you know maybe you are and maybe I am you know maybe we all are a little crazy but as artists or you know engaging in creative uh, exercises we're able to release that a little bit you know gain a little clarity and sanity by just, you know, uh, basically like expelling those, those uh, negative thoughts from our minds. I absolutely agree. I think that even though we're all very different and unique in our, in our, um, in our own separate ways that we all as humans have some commonalities. And I think that Um, even though we all very much feel like we might be the only ones feeling a certain way. I think the reality is that we all feel the same way at one point or another, maybe just at different points in time. And so, um, you know, and I think that there's, you know, that misconception that uh, visual artists or even like performance artists or just any type of art that we don't really understand. Um, you know, we, we kind of label that in our minds as like, Oh, that artist is, you know, quote unquote crazy. But, um, I think that your point of that, it's not, it's not that they're any crazier than anyone else. They've just found an actual like constructive and healthy way to get that crazy out into the world. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for <laughs> bringing this idea into words because it's, I was been <laughs> trying to just kind of skirt around it, but yeah, exactly. Like I just think there are, you know, we all like deal with, <laughs> again anxieties and things but expressing it in a healthy way and is super important and you know one of these ways and a very easy way is doing it through art because you can do that anywhere so you know sometimes people say going to the gym helps with endorphins and all that and it's absolutely true but sometimes you may not be able to go or for whatever reason you know maybe there's not a gym around you or you know, maybe you just don't have the time for that, but you can carve out five minutes out of your day and doodle something or draw something to kind of just, you know, get yourself out of that um, spiral that you may be going through with your thoughts and anxieties. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even if you think about, um, you know, a lot of the best songs that were ever written, were written from a place of deep emotion and that, 
that um, artist was able to uh, get that emotion out into a song in the form of a song. And then th- if you think about how those songs help us when we hear the song and we're like, oh my, and we relate and we're like, oh, I feel that way too. Um, you know, visual art um, or any kind of art can do the same thing. And it almost, it takes away that feeling of, um, you know, like I'm not the only one that feels that way or has experienced these things. It brings us, you know, closer together as humans. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Great point. Because you could create art just for yourself and not share it with anyone. But the benefit of sharing and, you know, being vulnerable, a little bit vulnerable with showing the world what you created can help you just find that one other person that maybe is going through the same thing, but they're not able to process it in a way that's healthy. But seeing that they're not alone could help them a great deal in overcoming their negative emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think that one of the things we really wanted to encourage you guys with, especially if you're someone who just, um, really not feeling confident enough yet to, um, to sit down and make any kind of creative work is that what we really wanted to drive home today is that the focus, um, isn't on the creative work, but how you can process your feelings through it and how you look at yourself. Um, and that was actually a quote from Rachel Boyd, who's the information manager for, uh, the mental health charity called mind. And I just loved that quote. Um, and, and I just think that it really captures really our, um, aspirations for all of you guys listening to this podcast is that, um, obviously we want to encourage you if you have a desire to be creative, we want to encourage you to do that, but to also see it that differently as, you know, not just necessarily what the output is, but how you can use it to process, um, the feelings that you and thoughts that you experience every day and as a, as a, you know, way to work on yourself. Yeah, I love that. So, and, and another way of, so another benefit, obviously, like we've been talking about how it helps with your thoughts, you know, any anxieties, but, um, so a direct, direct benefit from actually creating art in, in how it reduces stress and anxiety emotions is that, by doing art, it helps you concentrate on details and paying attention to your environment. So it's almost kind of like a meditative state. You know, you may be experiencing some some thoughts about maybe something stressful happened during uh, work today, and you just can't let it go for some reason. You know, keep rethinking about the situation and thinking how you could have said something different or could have acted a different way. You know, we all have these uh, little annoying experiences that we just like wish could have gone differently. Well, a way to combat that and to kind of, you know, just say, well, you can't change the past, obviously, but you just got to move on. And a way to move move on is to uh, engage in either a doodle exercise or creating something that um, takes on the form of meditation, you know, like maybe a repetitive pattern of sorts. Um, just something that kind of interrupts the mind from going back to that memory, that unpleasant experience. Yes, I think that was one of the really interesting revelations in researching this episode was, you know, just this changing my perspective to, to as um, creativity is more of a mental exercise. And just really, it's, it all comes back to those 60,000 thoughts a day, 95% of them are all the same. And so creativity is interrupting that cycle and that pattern of thought 
and gets you to that meditative, um, you know, mentally uh, beneficial state. So, um, so, and then another another uh, common benefit that we've found is not only like does art help or creating help with anxiety and stress, but it can also help with feelings of depression. Um, and there's actually been like several studies done, and of course we'll link to these sources in our show notes. So if you're interested to learn more about the topics, you can. Uh, but you know, one one small study said that uh, spending about 30 minutes creating art, and especially uh, doing something like freeform painting, where you're not really you don't have any like preconceived thoughts or anything, you're just like getting brushes and paints, and you're just like letting it all out. You know, no. No judgment, no plan, nothing, just free-forming it. Um, that can help with reducing um, uh, stresses and uh, de- decrease your like, depressive symptoms. That is awesome. Um, well, and apparently creative work also releases the, our good old friend dopamine, which is our natural antidepressant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love dopamine. Especially, gotta get. I know. <laughs> especially from from art and like, uh, I've I've really experienced experienced that myself on days where I just maybe yeah you know just you have some off days for whatever reason whatever happens but you still like I I still felt com- compelled to to do something with with my paints and I just like just playing around with different colors and not even thinking about anything it really does put me in a better mood. So I 100% agree with the study because I have experienced it myself. Oh, I absolutely um, confirm that as well. It's it's like, you know, some days I go up into the studio and it's like, oh, okay, like I'm just in there really just out of uh, like pure discipline. Like I just have to get this done and, uh, you know, really go in there with not a lot of fire and passion, uh, to be totally honest. And then you know, sit down and just get to work. And like, I mean, it's amazing. Even if it's work I don't necessarily enjoy or anything like that, it's like an hour later, I'm, I'm a totally different person mentally. And it's just, I think, interrupting, like you were saying, like if you have a bad day and like you're having these like cyclical thoughts in your head, it's just interrupting that pattern and switching your brain to a different pattern of thought for a while and I think it's just like it's like a break it's like a brain break and it's it's incredible yeah absolutely and then another another point off of that is you know not only uh even if you just create to you know have that release um and it's not perfect you know you just kind of doing it for the discipline aspect like you mentioned Brie it also helps with uh, increasing your self-esteem because even if you know, you did it just for yourself, just to express yourself, those emotions, it can help with you feeling better about yourself because you found a creative or a constructive way of dealing with feelings. You know, a lot of people struggle with different forms of addiction. And, you know, like sometimes a bad experience can lead them directly into falling back into that addiction. Well, that's not a very constructive way of dealing with things. So I think art and creativity and engaging in anything that's kind of, you know, allows you to express those emotions in a healthier way is much better than (laughs) the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another one of the things I discovered um, in research this episode that I just, it's so true and I just hadn't ever realized it. Um, 
because I can definitely speak to speak to this in my life over the past, especially year or two, is that if you engage in some kind of creative um, uh, practice, like, I mean, regardless of what it is, um, writing, cooking, cake decorating, uh, art, whatever, um, when you start engaging in, in something like that, that you'll start to... And whenever you meet new people and you start to like talk about, you know, what you guys do for fun or whatever, and you start finding, um, people who have common interests. And so, um, you know, it almost gives you a purpose and it gives you that sense of being a part of something. And, um, you know, you can find like your creative tribe and bond over common interests. And, um, and, you know, those are really like the people that, um, you know, those relationships that really just bring, um, the color into life to like use a super cliche phrase, but, um, you know, instead of just, you know, you have your people that you talk shop with or you, um, you know, but you, then you have this like special group and you all have this really special bond over your creative work. And it's just, it's really unlike anything else. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Because it, so it's not, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be you alone engaging in this creative activity when you can share it with someone else and make a great memory out of it, too. And it all, you know, it all adds back to, like, enriching your life, making your mm. your life that much more exciting and fun. Absolutely. And and then you, you find those people you have common interests with. And, and maybe you guys aren't all cake decorators or you aren't, aren't all painters, but you all do some kind of creative work. And you can all come together and um, give each other ideas and feed off of each other and maybe do like an interesting collaboration or, you know, and really just even the, um, encouragement aspect of it. And, and that's one of the things that I've really gotten from, you know, trying to be intentional about, uh, being a part of, uh, creative groups is just the, the encouragement, just knowing that you're like not alone and, um, you know, and there is value and worth in, in setting aside time to, um, to be creative yeah and that feeling of not being alone is everything or or i guess, or I guess like understanding <laughs> yeah the real the realization that hey like what i'm going through and the feelings i'm going through i'm not alone like that's that's just so powerful um because it's it's easy to isolate yourself by you know sticking to a routine going to you know going to your work coming back home maybe watching Netflix, cooking dinner, you know, if you just, if you take yourself out of that routine for a little bit and engage with people that, you know, maybe are going through the same stuff, like they are looking for an outlet that's something to bring them happiness or um, expand their creativity. So then they, you know, in turn could go back to work and contribute, you know, creative ideas, thinking outside the box because they've exercised this muscle. Yes. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so another good benefit that I found, which is, I just, I just love this. So apparently, uh, according to a study um, published in Applied Cognitive Psychology, so if you engage in doodling, even during like a meeting or um, a conference, you know, something, or lecture where you're listening to, um, people that doodle, they can recall 29% more information um, than the ones that didn't. So a lot of times I, I just remember, you know, in college or in school, uh, teachers, professors, they don't like you or they, they think that you're being distracted when you doodle in class. But actually it's, uh, it's scientifically proven that doodling can help you 
with uh, processing and retaining that information better than um, simply listening. Yes, and I can definitely attest to that. And um, it's, it is funny, there's like a, a stigma against, you know, doodling in class or in meetings. And but it's just, it, to me, it helps me pay attention, instead of just sitting there and like my mind wanders. <laughs> yeah, and like my mind will wander if I'm not doing something. <laughs> yeah, and mine too. And you know, it's, it's so, so strange. I always thought it was I don't know. I just, I guess, I always thought it was rude for, mm. and and you know, I always wanted to give the respect to the person who's uh, who's given the lecture. I wanted, you know, my full attention. But over the years, I've come to realization, like you know, I I I, I don't know where I got this idea that it was, you know maybe it was rude to not pay attention by doodling. But I, you know, I process things differently. Like I'm a super visual person, and so. If I feel compelled to doodle during a meeting, this is how I stay engaged and focused. And there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, a lot of people and companies now encourage that with their employees because it just, it just you know, shows that you can retain that information better and you can perform better as a result. That's awesome. I'm glad that companies are starting to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not, not as frowned upon as it used to be. Yeah, that's great. I'm all for doodling. I just like, I think it's so good for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you just never know what's going to come out. And I mean, I've sat and doodled in meetings before and been like, oh, my gosh, like, I like this so much. And I'll just like tear the little piece of like notebook paper out and like take it home for like, okay, like I'm going to make something bigger out of this. And you just never know <laughs> what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a meeting doodle session. So not, not only does it like keep you focused and you remember, but you also like can have a creative little output out of it that can later yeah. inspire you to maybe do a bigger piece or, you know, incorporate it somewhere else. Like, you just never know. You just never know. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, are we ready to head into our, our bit? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. So, Brie, what is our art story for today? Okay. <laughs> So my my art article um, for this week is about a company called Art UK, and they are on a mission to digitize a lot of um, like classic artworks and to make them more accessible to the public. And um, you know, there's a lot of artwork that um, you know they're housed in remote museums or relegated to storage, and then you know they're rarely seen by the public. So. So this organization is trying to make art more accessible and digitize all these paintings. And um, they, their social media marketer, and her name is Farron Gibson, and she said that you know they wanted people to interact more with art, and she had this super fun idea to turn artwork into gifts. And I'm, I'm obsessed with gifts. I love gifts. I think they're <laughs> hilarious. Um, and so they did this call for art where they asked people to, you know, anyone with any kind of basic animation skills to transform a group of images in their, um, art UK database into gifts. And they promoted it with a collection of 12 gifts. And five of these were commissioned from art UK, uh, were commissioned from an artist called Matthias Brown. And, um, and so in this article, which we'll link to, it's hilarious. They've got like, I think my favorite one at the very top is like a couple of twerking cows oh and gosh. it's just hilarious. I can't get over it. And there's like 
this one, you know, pa- classical painting of a lady who's like rolling her eyes. Oh, and I love um, that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so great. And so, um, you know, since these paintings have like creative commons license, uh, that means they can be shared and remixed by, you know, anyone who wants to, as long as they include the proper credit. And so they just thought, like, why not, like, take these paintings and um, make them more accessible and just, um, you know, really just get people more excited about classical art. And, um, you know, there was, you know, some concern, I guess, over like some art purists, um, you know, that that the gifts would misconstrue the artist's intention or make light of the original work. But um but it really just brings a new um, angle to the work that um, that a whole different audience can appreciate. And that if, you know, artists are, you know, just inspired by the classics in a new way and, and they're seeing paintings they would have never seen before, then, you know, it's kind of a positive all around. And it's just, you know, and then not only that, but for the people making the gifts, it gives, um, you know, someone who's maybe just like does digital work or animation, the opportunity to interact with a classical painting where they wouldn't have before. So just thought it was really cool um, campaign that they're doing. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't agree more. This is the coolest (laughs) thing I've heard in a long time. And I just made my whole day. (laughs) Yeah. And seriously, I I don't agree with the critics because like, like what you said, I absolutely agree. Like it just makes it that much more approachable because of, you know, the technology and and our current society that we live in. And this kind of reminds me of um, another museum that I recently visited, which is the Salvador Museum in St. Petersburg, Florida. And they had a VR experience where you could be inside of one of Dali's paintings. So I just I just think, first of all, that was super cool. But I I love the idea of taking, you know, like how do how do art museums keep being relevant is mm-hmm. is by trying to adapt to current technology. And so, you know, by this um, Art UK uh, engaging, uh, you know, animators and creating gifts out of um, classical paintings, I think that's genius. And it's, it's just that's that's what you got to do to stay relevant and, you know, be be noticeable basically oh I know I just and I just love that it's you know we all you know I think there's a lot of people who just see art history as boring and it's just um you know not very exciting and I think it just makes it it just makes it so much more um interesting to people who maybe wouldn't have given it a second look before yeah I just I just love that yeah oh that's a brilliant story thanks for sharing that Brie yeah absolutely all right, Volta, um, why don't you tell us about our creative workout? Because it's awesome. Oh, yes. I'm super excited about this one. So, again, this is an article that I found from doing this research, and we'll link it link to it in the show notes. But it's basically um, an article discussing different ways of or giving you ideas of based on your feelings of what you can sketch or draw or what kind of creative Uh, exercise you can engage in and so um, for this challenge we want you to think about you know think back on your week um, in the the past week or so and and think what was one feeling that you thought or you felt the most that you experienced and maybe it was a you know not so positive feeling so 
and we we want to basically give you a way to process that, find a creative way to process it. So instead of you know um, sulking or feeling depressed about it or uh, I don't know napping, even though napping is totally healthy, but <laughs> but typically you know I speaking from personal experience, sometimes when I'm like super depressed, I just like to sleep. I just like to forget about the world. But I don't think that's a very constructive way of dealing with it. And so. I found this really cool list of things. So, for example, uh, it gives you an idea. You know, when you're tired, draw flowers because drawing flowers it helps you re-energize um, your mind. And you know, if you're feeling like you're in a rut, you could, or you know, exhausted, it just kind of helps you um, feel more more excited, a little bit more awake. Um, and then another one is if you're in pain, um, if you're, you know, gone through something terrible, you could try to uh, build a model or do a puzzle to help distract your mind. Um, Similarly to what we said previously, you know, if you experience anxiety or going into like a a bad spiral, um, just, just doodling or doing something creative can help you snap out of it. And then um, there's another one that I found uh, so we'll share the full list, and I just wanted to mention a couple of these. So when you're sad, paint a rainbow because, you know, rainbows are colorful, and they'll make you naturally will make you happy because um, it has all, oh, the, yeah. all, the, all the happy colors in it. <laughs> Can't look at a rainbow and be sad. I know. Impossible. Yeah, it is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that I liked that was I thought was interesting was uh, if you're worried, make a doll. And I think, um, so the article didn't mention it, but I believe this this stems from the idea of making a worry doll, which is uh, a, a tradition from Guatemala or other parts of Central America, where basically you can make like a little tiny doll, like one inch, and you could tell it all your worries, and then you put it under the pillow, and then... You know, it's it's supposed to like it's supposed to symbolize this little ritual where you basically express all your worries to this doll, and then overnight, it just this little doll takes care of it. So I thought that was like a really cool um, activity that you could try to do because it the doll can be made out of literally any little tiny object, like a stick, even you know that you could color and and say that's your worry doll. So. Um, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, so the possibilities are, are like really endless. So I think for this uh, for this creative workout, I would like to challenge you guys to try, you know, maybe pick one or two that you feel, feel most uh, compelled to do. And I think I'm going to try to do a worry doll just because that sounds so fun. <laughs> it does sound fun. I know. and But I think like if you don't have time to make a worry doll or anything, even if you try the, you know, if there's a day you're feeling sad, you know, to paint the rainbow, then like, you know, we would love to see you guys um, try to process uh, some of your emotion in a creative way this week. Yeah. And, and you know what? You don't even... If you share this on Instagram, which we hope you do, and use the hashtag CBP workout, we you don't even have to, you know, mention that, hey, like I felt sad, so here's my rainbow. Just paint a rainbow and we'll know it. This kinda this could be like a little we'll know. Little, yes. little secret code, you know. Oh, someone drew I love it. Someone drew flowers. They must have felt tired, you know. That's I don't know. Just just a little yes. fun fun little uh <laughs> secret code that we can all have and and you know, feel like we're we're part of we're like we're trying to like communicate like secretly. 
I love that. Yes, it will be our creative code. Creative code, yes, yes. Creative code. <laughs> love that. Yes. So please show us. We would love to see it and encourage you on your journey with hashtag CBP, which stands for Creative Bits Podcast. Hashtag CBP workout. And then that way we can see what you guys are doing and try to interpret your creative code, which is so fun. Yeah, yes. I'm so excited to yeah, see yeah. everyone's um, uh, little posts about it. All oh right. my gosh, me too. All right. So uh, for the goodie... Uh, which I I just I, I love this goodie by the way guys so excited <laughs> me it's too called, got so excited <laughs> it's called wreck this journal and it's by the artist and author Carrie Smith and so this journal is like nine dollars on Amazon and we'll we'll link to it of course but it's it's so awesome it's basically a journal full of prompts uh, different creative prompts that you can follow. And it, it ranges from things like uh, glue two pages together or cut up little holes inside of this page or use a sharp object and scratch out the page. So it's basically every page is it's asking you to do something that would wreck this journal, which not only is like a fun activity because it takes out the stress of uh, keeping, you know, a perfect sketchbook or whatever with perfect little drawings. But it just allows you to also have that creative release. So if, you know, sometimes you feel angry, some, someone maybe made you mad, someone caught off your car in traffic or something, you know, take that out on a piece of paper instead of, <laughs> I don't know, um, your pet or I don't know that's not a good example you should never do that (laughs) no I I love it because I think um we were like kind of flipping through the preview of this book while we were um working on this episode and there was like even one page where it like tells you to like um spill or fling your coffee like on the page and I thought oh my gosh that's awesome because you know I'm, I'm like you said earlier Volta just like you know, try to keep it, um, a sketchbook full of like perfect little drawings. I'm like, I hate that. And I'm trying to get out of it so badly, but, um, like this just kind of forces you out of that. Cause, and I'm also like a compulsive rule follower. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, going through a journal like this, it's like telling me to like poke holes in something, well, I've got to do that, you know, but it can't be perfect and, yeah. or tear this page, tear the edge of this page or whatever. Like, it's just, it's such a great release. And I think it, like you said, will help you process through some of those emotions and like a creative and, uh, deconstructive or, or destructive way yeah <laughs> but, but it's destructive. yeah, but, yeah it's, it's a little bit destructive but it's like a fun you know it just takes it's fun destruction yeah absolutely and literally like one of the prompts because I I had one of these journals a few years ago and one of them was uh throw throw out this uh this notebook out of like second story or how you know like go go up to a tall building and just throw it throw it down and then go pick it up and and continue with another challenge like it's like really like out there uh fun little crazy things that could just you know make you feel like add that a little bit of excitement that you're maybe missing from your life yes Oh my gosh, I love that. And then, you know, it kind of gets you into that mental space of like, because like for me, I'd be wondering like, oh my gosh, someone's going to like see me and ask me what I'm doing. But, you know, if you really commit to this exercise, then it really helps you kind of break through the whole fear of like, what are people going to think about me? Like, you know, and just getting into that mindset with creating your work can be so freeing when you start like sit down to paint or whatever and you're, 
you've already had that mental practice of like, I don't care what people think. <laughs> and and also, if someone sees you do something like throw in a journal <laughs> from the third floor, they, <laughs> it's a great conversation starter. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to make a friend because I bet they've <laughs> never heard of a record journal and they could also be inspired and find something fun to do with it. So, hey, maybe or, you could or, you could even like l- lend lend it to them for a while. That's right. Or you never know, maybe they have heard of a record journal and they've done it and they know exactly what you're doing and then you've made a new best friend because you've both thrown journals out of the second story window yes I love it that's so good yeah so for nine dollars you can bring so much excitement to your life and just really break down some of those mental barriers so nine dollars that's I mean that's quite the value yeah oh gosh I highly recommend it all right, cool. So I think we're, our last bit is going to be our soul chai, which is our creative quote for the week. Volta, do you want to uh, yes. talk about this? Yes, this quote one? is heavy, is heavy on my so heart. Uh, me too. But it's, it's amazing and we have to, you know, it, it makes me sad reading it, but I will do it because I think it's just so important, so relevant, like 24-7. It's, it will not lose its relevancy ever. Um, Mm. This quote is from Anthony Bourdain, and it goes like this. There is art left to be made in this world. That's it. That's the quote. And I hope it inspires you to create some art because, I mean, what is this world without creativity and art and just giving into that just natural impulse for all of us to create something. Yes. And I, like you said, this quote has just been, uh, has just really sunk deeply into my heart lately. And not only because of, um, you know, the passing of, of Anthony Bourdain, but also just, I think like in my heart, you know, sometimes those fears and excuses that run through my mind are, you know, like what's the you know what what is the point and just like talking back to our episode of um why why should you create and just like because there is art left to be made and um you know there's we're all just unique different creations as humans and that means that we all have unique creative gems like buried deep within our soul and all we have to do is is just um excavate them and just go after them and and they're, they're deep down inside of us and there will always be art left to make. And, you know, even when you listen to music and you're like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I always think to myself, like, how do people like keep writing songs that I've never heard before? And it's because like we are all unique people and we all interpret things differently and we can all, we all have the capability of creating something 100% unique to ourselves and, and there will always be art left to, to be made. And I, this is such an encouragement to me as an artist. Um, and just that, you know, it just gets me really fired up. And it just means just so much to me that, like, regardless of how I'm feeling on any particular day, that, that there's still art left to be made and there always will be. Oh, yes. I love that. And to, to, um, mention in addition to what you said you know we all have like unique ways of expressing ourselves because we're unique people yes but we're also feeling similar things you know we're all different we have different ways of expressing ourselves but the things we go through in life 
are so relatable. And so I think, I think that's why, um, you know, we keep hearing these new songs and we're like, oh man, this is such a great song. I can relate to it, but I've never heard it before, but it's such a great composition, you know? Um, so we, we, the world needs you. Like, even though this type of like feeling expression has been done before, it's not been done by you in your way and with your creative mind, you know, it's, the world needs you to keep, to keep at it, to keep creating. Yes, absolutely. So good. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. We hope that you have been encouraged and inspired to inject more creativity into your life and that some of the things that we've talked about today will give you some tangible ways to make it happen. Thank you, guys. And again, you can uh, find us at Creative Bits Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And creativebitspodcast.com is our website. Well, we'll you'll find our show notes. Thanks again. 